We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we are up and we are rolling on a Monday, and the smiling face of Muffet McGraw is with me right now. Is that the 48-hour smile after a, a UConn win? Is that what that is? You know, the best thing about being retired, I don't have to look forward to the next game. I can enjoy this one right up till the moment of the next game. That's exactly right. That's Yeah, I mean, you can you can just enjoy it for the rest of the you know, season if you want to. Yeah, I think I will. I guess, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was something, obviously – Saturday night, and first off, appreciate you uh, joining us uh, here tonight to talk a little bit about the game. I know you've got a lot going on. Yeah, you know, Sean, I thought that the, actually the best thing about that game, after watching us lose to Syracuse at home, I thought, oh my gosh, how are we going to be able to recover with just right. one day in between? You know, I was mad at the scheduling, like really a whole <laughs> day, and then, you know, it's a night game, we're going to get home late, and Neil did such a fantastic job of getting them to kind of refocus and like, like put Syracuse behind him. Let's get that in the rearview mirror and let's focus on this. And honestly, I don't know how she did it, but that was a stroke of genius. I'm not sure I would have been able to, to accomplish that because I was still mad about the Syracuse game on Saturday. (laughs) Well, it really wasn't, you know, I had, I had said to her, it's almost like when you look at you have a Thursday Saturday like that and against two good teams as well just one day it's almost like going from the sweet 16 to the elite eight you know just in terms of competition yeah. and and quick turnaround and all that stuff and then you add a travel day in the middle of that there's not a whole lot of time to prepare obviously is there? no there really wasn't and I think Connecticut might have played Tuesday that week so they had plenty of time to be at home and yeah get ready for that they next did game. they did do you ever sleep better though after uh, you see a win over UConn? <laughs> yeah, I celebrated. We went out. We were all celebrating, and you know we're going out and enjoying it. Um, it was it was just such a great win, and we just played so well. Maddie Westfeld really stepped up, maybe her best game of the season. And Hannah Hidalgo, I, I can't say enough good things about her on the ACC Network. I think she could be Player of the Year, not just Rookie of the Year. I think so, too. I was thinking about this today. And, I mean, you've got Elizabeth Kitley from Virginia Tech, who's the two-time player of the year already. And I think DeAsia Fair from Syracuse has probably kind of joined that conversation the way she and Syracuse 
are playing. And I think like those two and Hannah, can you think of anybody else right now? Yeah, I think Tania Lutzen from Florida State. She, yeah. she was the rookie of the year last year, and she's having a pretty good year too, averaging 20 points a game. Uh, I think she's definitely in the conversation. Georgia Amor was in the conversation. I think right. she slipped a little bit. Now she's back. She's player of the week this week. So, but, and Kitley, it's hard to argue with Kitley. She's one of the leading scorers and the leading rebounder. I know. And she certainly is, is having a great season, but I think Hannah is just really special. How would you describe her to someone who's never seen her play yet? You know, she has the complete package. So it's really, I, I can't even look back and I say, you know, she reminds me of Skylar a little bit, the way she defends and she gets up and, and she can get to the rim um, she reminds me of, uh, she's a good three point shooter, so she can do it all. You know, she has the skills to be able to do it all. She, I loved how she got to the rim, uh, against Connecticut, but I, I just love her defense. I remember Skylar could change the game when she would get up and pressure the ball and right. the other team would get really uncomfortable. They'd start to move out further and further. Their <laughs> offense would move out. And, and I think that's what she does. She can really change the game with, with her defense as well as her offense. I'm not sure there's a better player in the conference that can do it at both ends. Yeah, and she kind of, especially like if, if you look at that game as kind of a microcosm, she really kind of was gaining steam as that game went along. I was a little surprised that that he didn't have more of an answer for her, I think, in the fourth quarter. What did you think? Yeah, you know, I, I she drove a couple of times right down the lane yeah. and there was nobody there. And I was really surprised at the lack of the team defense, you know, the second level defense. When they went to the zone, she was able to get through the top of the zone. She she really was unguardable. And I, I would have thought they would have double teamed her, you know, especially on the ball screens, come up with some other kind of plan. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That Gamble environment is such a great environment. I mean, you walk, you know, you walk in there and, you know, you know that, uh, I guess, I don't know. The odds are again. I mean, you know that 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 you're in for for something. It, it felt to me like the team really, the Notre Dame team really fed off that environment. Like, I don't know if if that if you could kind of feel that. Were, were your teams like that? Do you think going in there to stores in that environment? I loved playing there. Uh, I really did. I, I love the atmosphere, and I think that I would rather play in front of a crowd like that 
even on the road, uh, than to play in, in an empty gym, which, you know, a couple of teams that we would play didn't draw as well. But you just, you really, you get fired up about it. And <laughs> But the momentum in the crowd can really, can really change the game. Um, and I think that's where Maddie Westbell was like, listen, I've been here before. Here's how it's going to go. And, and then she was so poised. I think Hannah probably fed off of that. Well, and it's UConn really, especially in the second half, it's, they, they did shift their – they tried to shift their defensive attention more towards Hidalgo and Sonia Citron. But then kind of as you've alluded to, that really is, is where Maddie really kind of stepped up and, and got her game rolling, it seemed like. Well, you know, anytime you can beat your man off the dribble, something's got to change on the defense. So everybody's got to start moving and somebody's going to end up open. And that's when Maddie got those wide open threes. Hannah drove the lane. Uh, the person guarding the screener got off a little bit. The defense on the, on Maddie on the block got off a little bit. And then she just popped to the three-point line and nobody nobody was there. So I, I think that that's what Gino said in the post-game press conference, something about She's a really good player, but how'd she get that open? You know, I'm sure he's looking at that film right now. You're supposed of, uh, to be. You're supposed to be it, I was surprised you know? they didn't continue to go into Edwards. We we had no answer yeah. for that ball screen on the free throw line, and they ran it three times in a row, layup, layup, jumper, and uh, and never went back to it. So I was pretty happy they didn't go to Edwards more. I know that was. I think that was maybe the the most shocking thing of the whole night. She just dominated. I think it was the third quarter. You know yeah. the way. I think it was four for five from the field in that quarter alone. But then fortunately, not much more of that (laughs) (laughs) afterwards. But it was also quite a defensive performance, I thought, by Sonia guarding Paige Beckers all night. What did you think of what you saw from that matchup? She really shut her down. And I, I thought the icing the ball screen, which means you don't let them use the ball screen, that was really key because she kept her on one side of the floor and they, they really didn't have an answer for that. It looked like they maybe weren't prepared for her to, to guard it that way. But Sony, with her length, um, her size, she was really able to stick with her. And I, I thought just did a fabulous job on her. And, and then, you know, probably hurt her offense a little bit because she was so focused on that. But then at the end, in the fourth quarter, boy, did she come alive. <laughs> she, <laughs> she made some huge shots, um, the driving layups, uh, the three-point play, then the three. I mean, she really finished the game well. And I, I think that when you look at the mix of this team, when you've got like Hannah is is such the, you know, high energy, you know, she's always with the flexing and, you know, like <laughs> like she'll get fired up and stuff like that. But Sonia and Maddie, like they are so low key and just like their pulse hardly ever, you know, rises or falls. It, it seems like they're just very steady. Yeah, yeah, they really are. And don't you love Maddie in that mask right now? She looks even more fierce. <laughs> I know. The intimidator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she her, she has been a different player this year. She's yeah. more mature. She's more of a leader. Uh, I can just tell she doesn't get frustrated and bogged down with little things that are going wrong. If she's not shooting it well, she keeps shooting. She keeps attacking. And Sony's always been that way. Yep, for sure. For sure. You know, the comeback win that you had in 2018 against Tennessee – really seem to sort of galvanize and, and propel you into that championship season. How much do you think that maybe, you know, this this win Saturday night can do that for this particular team? Well, I think everybody can now see the potential that this team has and and how good our guards are, and especially the, the big three that have been playing so well. And so it, it puts a little pressure on the team, I think, going, on, and now this is how good we can be. Now we got to do this every night. And they're back to having the target on their back where people are coming at them 
now we're, you know, we moved up a little bit in the rankings. So I think it's one of those games though. Uh, Like you said, it definitely is going to create some momentum. Plus we have a couple of games coming up uh, with teams that are underneath us in the standings. So, you know, kind of a chance to, to really let loose. And then we got a really tough stretch. So hopefully, obviously we're confident right now, um, but we've got to figure out a way to meet the expectations that we're all putting on ourselves. So I'm guessing you probably got the Olivia Miles news on TV like everybody else Saturday night. <laughs> I'm like, how about the ACC Network lets that yeah. go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how about that was he just threw it out like it was common knowledge. Yeah, and everybody. Exactly. I think everybody went. Wait, what did he say? She's not playing tonight or ever. Right. That was bad news. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. do you, can there be? You know, it's 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 obviously it's it stinks for her and the team for that matter to have a player of that caliber not able to play. But you know, it it has been kind of back and forth. You know, you know, will she? Won't she? You know because of the time left in the season, all those different kind of things. Could it, could there be a, a, a benefit, I guess, just to sort of putting that conversation behind everybody, I guess, right now? Uh, probably Neil's happy to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably the one that gets asked the most. Right. And Olivia probably also gets asked a lot. But, you know, I, I wonder about that, Sean. She's going to graduate in May and she'll, you know, I would hope come back at least for one more year. She probably has two more years that she could play. Right. Will she come back? for two years uh, with the chance to play in the WNBA. And is it worth missing that much time? Um, it takes a long time to get, to get your game back. And so right. I kept thinking, even though she would, obviously, if it was in years past, you'd say, why would you ruin your eligibility now? <laughs> but if she's only planning on, on staying another year, it seems like it, it could really be good for her to get, you know, kind of get the kinks out. Right. Right. It's going to be really interesting to see just, just the whole, just kind of the way it's, it's, a, it, I mean, the, just the entire complexion of the team looks a lot different one year later compared yeah. to where they were getting for ready sure. for the ACC tournament last year. For sure. So. Yeah. And I mean, wouldn't you love to see Olivia and Hannah on the floor together? Oh, I know. We would be unpressable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine how teams would try to defend that. Yeah. That would be, that would be something to see. Um, you know, in terms of the ACC, you know, we were we were talking about a, a couple of those teams earlier. Like, this is when you came into the ACC. What's it been? It's been over ten years now, I guess. I mean, you pretty much ran over the conference for a couple of years, but it is so much deeper now. In, in yeah, comparison. I mean, I think we won six years in a row, and now the parity is tremendous. It, it's creating so many great games. You just saw over the weekend, North Carolina jumps to first place in the league and then they lose to Virginia, right. You know, 10, 11, 12 in the conference. So anybody can beat anybody. And that is, that is going to be a really, really tough for everybody, but you're not going to see that one team going through um, with the best record anymore. I think it's going to be a battle to see who's the top four teams, you know, who's going to get those buys because that's so important. You get that double buy in the ACC tournament. And I think the top four teams are going to get top four seeds in the NCAA tournament. So really important, you know, to, to get that. And uh, I don't know how it looks right now. I mean, I, I couldn't even guess. I think there's probably five teams that can win it. You've got um, North Carolina, Syracuse now. Who, who expected that? I know. With us, Louisville, and, uh, 
and NC State, of course, Virginia Tech. I mean, so that's maybe that's six. There's a lot of teams that could win it. Well, I mean, Louisville's sitting at the top right now. They've got one loss. Everybody else has got at least two. And I was looking at Louisville's schedule. They've still kind of yet to play sort of yeah. the the beef of their schedule. So they've got some games, including obviously two with with Notre Dame as well coming up here. So yeah, they they front loaded with the bottom teams, uh, and so they are going to have some tough stretches coming up. Yeah. By the way, I was looking around outside Gamble. I didn't. I didn't see a Geno statue out there. <laughs> the other. Day. Well, I'm sure there will be one at some point. <laughs> I'm sure there will at some point. But now I get to walk by the Muffet statue. You know, every time I, I go into the game, we never had a chance to talk about that. What's What's that mean for you to be the first female statue on a campus with, you know, a, a place like Notre Dame and all the tradition and everything that comes with it. I mean, it's really humbling and it's rewarding. I think it's great for women on campus to see that women can be elevated. Uh, we've uh, we've come a long way since Title IX, but we still have a long way to go. Especially when you look at the, you know, administration at Notre Dame, we're we're never going to have a female president. I don't think <laughs> so women can become priests, but you know, we're making some strides. So I think it was a really a really great thing for all the women on campus. But for me personally, it was just. It's kind of overwhelming. You know, that that day when I spoke to the fans at halftime, I just about got through without crying. I mean, it was just so (laughs) emotional because they've just meant so much to me. And that was that was the most emotional part of the whole weekend for me. And uh, you had a lot of players come back, obviously. And I I know that that's got to mean a lot to you to see. And I thought that that was one of the, the coolest touches was the the shamrocks to represent yes. each of your players yeah on that statue. I thought that, that was really that's touch. definitely my favorite part of the statue uh one shamrock for each player that played here and you know I was trying to get Matt in there somewhere you know we're like can we get a green hat on the back <laughs> that's right but he brought his scarf and he improvised so yeah. <laughs> muffin I appreciate you as always thanks for doing this great I really enjoyed it go Irish all right thanks muffin thanks Sean That's Hall of Fame head coach Muffet McGraw talk a little Notre Dame win over UConn from Saturday against the UConn Huskies.